News Talk K57 is 570 AM KGUM Hagatnya Guam. The views expressed on this show belong to the show host, guests, and callers and do not represent Sorensen Media Group in any way, shape, or form. This show serves in the public's interest and SMG reserves the right to maintain control of the show as to keep within the guidelines of the FCC. If you have any comments or complaints, you can contact SMG. At SMG, we strive to present the best product we can. We value your opinion and we thank you so much for listening and tuning in to News Talk K57. Everything from A to Z. 26 letters from A to Z. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. Another edition of Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson. I'm a member of the VFW. Johnny Atulai Titanoid here. Um, one of the commanders of Military Order Purple Heart. Good evening. Uh, Tom Devlin. I'm one of the members of Military Purple Heart in Guam. And we have our engineer this week. We have Isa. Isa. <laughs> I, I just combined Izzy and Isaiah there. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's okay. Good uh, evening. It's it's good to have you in the studio. It's so good to be here. Did I tell you guys that you guys are my favorite night show hosts? Hosts. Hostesses. Hostesses. With three S's. <laughs> For how much longer? Oh, wow. For how much longer? <laughs> well, just to uh, know you are For another favorite. hour and a half? Yes. We'll just leave it right there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for being here with us uh, tonight, Izzy. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. I, um, if you want to call in and be a part of our show, our phone number is 477-5757. We have audio and video on Facebook, News Talk K57, uh, pncguam.com, k57.com. Uh, we are on the radio at 96.5 on the FM and 570 on the AM. And we're also on the weather channel for both GTA and Docomo. Gotcha. Good job, Sean. Uh, are you, what, am I being graded tonight? <laughs> no. What in the world? No, no, no. I'll just check in in case you don't show uh, up. Did I say it right in your <laughs> absence? You know? I don't 
don't want to get spanked for nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because this is my last show. I'm, mm. I'm messing with you. Yeah, it better be. And with, all, with everybody there, I'm messing It'll with you. It'll be my last show, too. <laughs> all right. All right um, let's go ahead and start with some announcements. We have a, a few of those to, to put out. Uh, I'm going to start off with the VFW district meeting. It's going to be a combination in-person and virtual meeting. Uh, it's going to be held at the Senahanya Mayor's Office at 1 o'clock on April the 24th. So I'll be announcing that again next week. Uh, we have had a change for the VFW Pacific Areas Convention. That will not be an in-person convention where we're supposed to meet in Thailand. That is now going to be a virtual convention on June 19th. So everything's going virtual. Well, you know, uh, with uh, especially over here in the Pacific, uh, some of these countries they're still they're still battling this. I mean, uh, Philippines is on uh, pretty good quarantine right now, and they're expanding that quarantine weekly. Uh, we we have some guys here from the Philippines who are trying to get back, and they've been stuck here for well over a month. Easy, easy. yeah, because they're only allowing uh, Philippine nationals, overseas Phil, Philippine overseas workers, back in mm -hmm. and healthcare professionals. I don't think they've changed that in the last mm -hmm. month. Well, this this idea of going virtual is going virtual with schools. Yeah. Look at uh, Patty Arroyo show and uh, what's his name, Paulie Suba. They do all this virtuality, even uh, yeah, all the Zoom Zoom interviews. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, in fact, uh, this weekend uh, I, I wasn't even supposed to be on island. Uh, I was supposed to be back in Kansas City for uh, adjunct quartermaster training for uh, the department. It's a national training that they do every year with the senior vice commanders, mm -hmm. incoming commanders for the departments. Uh, that's going to be doing, be, that's being done via Zoom. So Saturday and Sunday, I get to wake up and uh, have a little fun at 1 a.m. Because mm -hmm. those start at 1 a.m. our time. Yeah, the 24-hour time difference. Oh, that's a lot of time difference, yeah. If it's then, 24 hours, it'd be the same time, by they, the way. Then they throw that uh, international dateline yeah. time. All right. Let's get back to the announcements. Uh, see, I did the VFW um, tomorrow night. Tom, I think you have some information on this. The meeting with the yeah. Admiral, the Admiral's Outreach, that will be tomorrow night. Yes, that will I, be tomorrow night. Yeah, I sent out an email from to... From 6 to 7. From 6 to 7, yes. Right. Uh, I sent an email out to all the veterans leader groups right. that I had emails for. Mm -hmm. uh, I had responses back from just under half of them. Uh, there's okay. some that I have not heard from yet. And uh, I gave them the COB today to let me know so I could reserve their spots. Mm -hmm. We have plenty of room left. Uh, so if I don't hear anything, and uh, I, I wonder if we get a couple calls on that. Uh, What's the time and location? The time is going to be 6 o'clock tomorrow, and that's going to go to 7. And uh, if you get the email, you know where the location is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to call if you were chosen. Yeah. Well, it's, the thing is, um, the, the venue, it's, it, it can't hold uh, 100 people. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And we're still under social distancing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if... Uh, if Christine, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember. If Miss Norton is listening to us, uh, if you want me to actually give out that location, uh, give us a call here, 477-5757, and correct me on that. Right. Uh, it's, basically, my impression of it 
It's by invite only. Right. Right. That's the bottom line. It's by yeah. invite only. Uh, and that's not that we're the Admiral doesn't want to meet no, the it's people. Social distancing. It's social that's, distancing, yeah. and we want to ensure that we get at least the right. uh, the the veteran leaders there. Right. So they don't. Right. They're not trying to stiff everybody. No, not at all. The the Admiral's not that way. He is no. very very open and transparent, and uh, we'd like to fill the room with as many people as we can. Uh, but yet, at the same time, we want to make sure that the veteran leaders are there mm -hmm. so they can ask the questions for their groups. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm Abla. Abla? <laughs> I, I, Is I that like Spanish? That concept yeah, I think so. Coming from the Admiral, <laughs> the top, he's the top man in a, on the island because hmm? our, own, our own governor won't give us a time of day. Well, right now, right now there's, um, there's 11 people. There's 11 people that we have that have uh, confirmed their seats. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was looking, the, the, the area probably holds a total of about 25. Mm -hmm. uh, so I might be sending out an email to those that have responded and go, hey, yeah, if you got somebody else you want to bring, bring one other person. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I like to fill the room as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But then again, this isn't my show. Right. It's, it's the Admiral's uh, outreach that he's doing. I'm just working with them to facilitate. Well, don't be surprised. There may be a bunch of Klingons and hemorrhoids show up. I'm sure there'll from be the some political other. arena. You know what I'm saying? I, well, I didn't tell the political guys anything about this. Uh, I don't know if the Admiral did or not. Well, uh, I, I don't think that would. Uh, uh, my own opinion, I don't think that would phase the political people anymore. I don't think uh, so either. Uh, based on a response that we're getting from them. Yeah. But uh, what's going to happen is the Admiral's going to do a PowerPoint presentation, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be followed by a question and answer period. Mm -hmm. uh, it's scheduled to go to 7 o'clock, but if the questions are coming across, I don't think the Admiral will just go, I know, I'm done, I'm out. I, I think he'll hang out and answer the questions. He's a very, very transparent and, and accommodating uh, person. Yeah, right? he, he, he's down to he, earth. He's done a great job when he was here, yeah. uh, especially every time he's been on the show with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that concludes my announcements for right now, Johnny. Nothing, Ace. Nothing. Purple wow. Heart is is supposed to have a convention in next month, twenty first next month. Other than that, I haven't heard anything. Hey, Tom. We have a <clears throat> Veterans Commission meeting. Yes. Next uh, Thursday. Thursday. On time. Next Friday. I think so. That'd be the twenty. But they haven't sent out any emails yet. So, generally speaking, we have it at the Adeloupe. The large conference room, right? But that could, you know, that could change. I don't know. Yeah, that's April twenty third. Right. So I, I don't really know. It would be nice if the governor just popped her head in and just waves and says hello. But well, that's you asking tell, too yeah. much. You know, you can tell the difference in these commissions that they have uh, around the island, like the commission for PUHC, PUC. Yeah. These cats get a thousand dollars a month, whether they show uh, or not. What does the vet commission get for the last twenty years that I've been going there as a just an attendant? Zero, absolutely nothing. Right. So, and uh, I, I guess I'll finish up the announcements with uh, we do have a scheduled guest coming in. Uh, he should be here after the top of the hour, the seven o'clock hour, uh, and that is the director of the Guam Avengers Affairs Office, Mr. Tim Uggen. Yay! Will be coming in. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a shout out to uh, the Gotcha Six Seven One group. Uh, the the wave that they put on a couple of weeks ago uh, was a very very important wave that they did to aware, raise awareness for PTSD and veteran suicide. Uh, I got some sad news a couple of days ago. <clears throat> uh, 
one of uh, uh, the supervisor I had while I was in the Air Force, uh, 1993-1994, when I was in Korea, uh, he had been going through some medical problems, uh, having uh, it, basically the pain finally got to him, mm-hmm. uh, and he decided to take his own life two days ago. That's sad. So That's sad. Um, I want to know that uh, his daughter and his family, uh, my heart goes out to them. Uh, I, I think it affects a lot of families. Sean and I were talking before you came in uh, to the office, uh, John, and it affected actually my family. Mm. I had a, a cousin. We lived right next to one another in New York City, you know, probably 200 feet away from one another. And he went to the Navy. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah, he got out of the Navy, got a discharge from the Navy. Uh, he got a discharge for uh, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. He, he drank quite a bit. And then he went in, but he got an honorable discharge, and he went into the VA system. And he had it probably be, my educated guess, I'm trying to remember, maybe 30 years of age, between 25 and 30. And he just mentioned to his mother and father that he was going to go to Washington. They assumed he meant Washington, D.C., because he lived in New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, go for a weekend or whatever. And what he did is he went to the George Washington Bridge and jumped off. And they didn't find the body for about three days. Well, you know, this whole thing about suicide is very significant in the fact that 25 veterans commit suicide every week. Or is it every that, day? I, I think it's day. every every day. Yeah. And that's sad. And we've, we've had a few incidences, like you mentioned, yeah. even here on the island. Mm-hmm. So it's very, and especially going through this COVID. Yeah. Like I said, uh, this guy, he was, uh, he was not just my supervisor. We became very, very good friends. Uh, we've been in contact over the years since. Uh, you know, we followed each other's careers through, throughout the Air Force and thereafter. Uh, he, he was, uh, I learned a lot from him. Uh, of course, learning from anybody, it's a two-way street. He learned a lot from me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a, a mutual friend uh, called me and told me the what had happened and I just go I, I, can't, I couldn't believe it well sometimes you know a person uh, outwardly shows no symptoms sometimes and, oh, some, yeah. and sometimes yeah. something triggers it whatever triggers it oh yeah and it just it's, and it's done and it's over with and you, you sit back I, as family members as friends and you don't even there are no words you don't know what to say yeah. you just yeah. you look and you say did I miss something yeah. did I look the wrong way and you know sometimes the family blames themselves. Yeah, it's and it's a tough it's a tough nut to crack. Really, yeah, it is. I, I was I was talking with the, our mutual friend who we were actually in Korea together as well. And I, I knew this guy, known this guy uh, before we were in Korea. We were actually deployed down in South America together. Uh, so we knew each other. And then when he got to, to Korea, he had heard that I was there and went. Okay, where is he? I gotta see this guy because we hadn't seen each other in about a year and a half at that point. Uh, I told him, I said, you know, that, that's knowing knowing Chris the way I did. Uh, I just would never thought he would could do that. That's just the type of person he was. But uh, my, our our mutual friend told me he's like it was the pain. The, he he just couldn't take the pain that he was going through. He had some uh, serious back pain going on. Uh, some sciatic nerve problems uh, so it's there, there's a lot of different as as Tom said there's a lot of different factors that factor into uh, the reasoning uh, somebody decides to take their own life and it it hurts every time both physical 
and mental. Yeah. And 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 Bobby and her group of grief recovery specialists, they'll tell you they get they get calls yeah. all the time, and, it, and and sometimes they get stuck on it, but they 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 work it out. Yeah. And with that, I want to I want to make sure that we put this number out again. Uh, suicide hotline one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And well, I know we talk about this. Uh, this topic quite a bit on this show, but I wanted to make sure I did that today because you know it kind of hit home this mm-hmm. week for me. Sean, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to take a minute here and do a little shout out also. You know, when we when we mention veterans, a lot of guys think, oh yeah, warrior, marine, air force pilot, Chuck Norris, and all this cowboy stuff. But I like to give accolades to the ladies, the women of of today and past and one in particular I, I found a lady Celine Sanchez Guzman if you're listening our hats are off to you retired army 26 years she served and became an E8 from 1975 to 2004 in the old signal corps the remember old the, signal corps wow. remember the signal corps mm-hmm. you know where they yeah. flagged on the base on the ships they uh-huh. waved their arms and stuff and uh, also to uh, her husband, who is Tony Guzman, retired CWO2, retired Army. And he was former co-host of the Vet Talk Show, yes. one, of our, one of our brothers here. He used to sit over here to my right, like you do now. Yeah, and that's where I like being. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, uh, Tony, Tony was, Tony, I, I liked it when Tony was on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a former uh, veteran service officer, so he, he brought a lot to the table uh, talking about different things with the service officer submitting claims and everything but you know what what cracks me up that cat doesn't have a cell phone <laughs> he's my neighbor you know and, yeah. and you called me up the other night to go check him out and do something for you and i went up to him, i says what's your cell phone i don't have one what do you mean you don't have a cell phone antonio <laughs> <laughs> but a yeah. shout out to celine thank you for your service dear yes Definitely. Thank you for your service. And you said 20, 23 years he did, she did? She did 26 years. 26 years. Sorry, I cheated. And retired as an E-8 Master Sergeant in the Signal Corps of the United wow. States Army. Right, go ahead, Tom. I have an announcement to make. Yes. Uh, the uh, administrator for the Veterans Affairs Office won't be here. Oh, the director? Some, yeah, director. Something came up. Oh. Okay. So. Wow. Just, that's the message I just got. Well, that just scratched us off three pages I had written out for him. Oh, well, I had okay. at least It tickled two. my side. I was getting excited there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you see me get off, throw this down, throw that down. I go, uh, wow, all right. Yeah. All right. I feel something. Well, uh, since It's the like, little things in life that make me happy anymore. I, I, I had a, and I have, to take, I have to say this. Yeah. Personal preference. John? Go ahead. Your wife is a darling. Hey, Every hey. week she makes something for me to eat. <laughs> so, Bobby, thank you very much. And I hope John tells you when I say thank you, John comes home and tells you Tom said thank you. Uh, you know, you're, you're wasting away over there anyway. I mean, a good hey, breeze will blow you over. You know, actually, I lost a lot of weight. And you know how I lost the weight? I don't drink soda anymore. I haven't had a soda. I used to long. drink, no exaggeration, Coca-Cola. Four to five cans of Coca-Cola a day. 
Wow. And might, you know what I that might, does to you. I might you. have a Sprite for lunch. Yeah, yeah but you know right. what that does to you, John. You know. right. we, we, yeah. have, uh, we have a phone call. Okay. Uh, we have uh, the, the, the director of the Guam Veterans Affairs Office on the line. Director Uggen, how you doing? How you doing? We're fine. Where are you? Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, I'm the primary caregiver for my sister, and I don't have coverage tonight, so I'm sorry, guys. I can't make oh, okay. oh, it into the okay. video, but I'm Our hoping to hang on all night on the phone. Okay. You know, I so gave them the message. Don't blame me. I gave them the message. They just can't understand me. Yeah, so I'm on. Okay. Ready to rock and roll. <laughs> okay, well, we have we have 10 minutes for the, the CBS News, so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and go. Um, uh, you had called in about three weeks ago, and you were talking about uh, April 30th. I'm sorry, May May 30, March 31st. Wow, get your months right, Sean. Uh, March 31st was going to be a deadline for uh, the grant for the cemetery, and that you were hoping to get all the contractual work or uh, inspection write-ups fixed for that. Uh, what's the status of that? Okay, let me correct that. Okay. Uh, when we spoke last three weeks ago, that was a grant deadline for uh, VA Sports 21, which was a rehabilitation for oh. disabled veterans and armed forces veterans, which was uh, March 31st was a deadline. So we actually... Uh, had the grant all ready to go, but there was a minor snag in our application due to we did not qualify because nobody on Guam uh, and the entity that we were uh, partnering up with to provide the services, uh, no facility on Guam has uh, paraplegic sports uh, rehabilitation program. So. We're short 18 months on that program, so we just had to reset. We were ready for the grant. Um, uh, it's just that we didn't meet that minor uh, requirement. So we'll be ready to go next year uh, to apply for the grant. Okay, I I, I apologize. Uh, I, I think I combined a couple statements that you put into us three, three four yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, so the cemetery grant is, uh, the deadline to apply is July 1st. And in regards to that, our uh, corrective action plan is at 90% complete. Uh, we just have the infrastructure, hard uh, renovations and improvements that we need to take care of uh, at the chapel, at the admin building. Uh, and that's really just, uh, we already gutted out the back room with all the termites and stuff. The renovations have already started. Uh, so, uh, and we've communicated with NCA. And so, and just to highlight or to respond to uh, my predecessor that was on the radio a few weeks ago or how many Wednesdays ago. Who was that? Uh, when he was asking for proof in the pudding. Right. Well, there's a reason why his grant was denied. It's because he wasn't compliant. Mm -hmm. So if he had read the grant requirements, he would have known that. So mm -hmm. I'm being grant compliant and uh, we adhe are adhering to the federal regulations. So um, that's that. All right, uh, let me, uh, can I ask you a couple of questions about that? Sure. Because right, uh, uh, the last time that they came out here to do an inspection was 2018, is that correct? Yes, sir, that okay. is absolutely correct. And when you stated that you're 90% uh, compliant or cut? 95, 95. 
oh, 95, I thought you said 90. Okay, 95, is, is that just the write-ups for uh, the 2018 inspection, or is that for yes, some, sir. Uh, it's yes, sir. just that, that uh, is there any other projects that you have going on that uh, is included in any of the, the fixing up or things down at the cemetery? Well, those are just uh, the, the, fish, the the merits that we receive, uh, but there are other projects that are going on. Uh, for example, that uh, I'm hoping to get an appointment with the Guam Ancestral Land Use Commission, which uh, hopefully I can get that done maybe on their next meeting uh, to present our uh, requests uh, for transfer of that lot that's right next to us mm -hmm. uh, so that we can continue on with the expansion of the cemetery. In the meantime, we are currently working on the grounds, and I I have to tip my hat off to uh, the staff that we have there, compliments of Department of Labor uh, and their COVID relief uh, employment. So we have four employees from Department of Labor who are really, really uh, doing a great job down there under the direction and guidance of Lillian Kosaka and Lucy Perez, who are mm -hmm. overseeing the project over there. Uh, and so what we're doing now is in preparation of Memorial Day. We've had a couple of meetings already in regards to uh, what needs to be done. Uh, we had a meeting uh, Monday uh, with the VA Commission officers and the mayor of uh, Asamaina. Uh, so we just went over the logistics. We went over uh, what projects need to be done before that time, what's going to be where, and who's going to be doing what. And uh, we have our list of volunteers of, of organizations that want to uh, come out and help out. Uh, uh, not sure if you guys are aware, but we just had the, uh, and a press release will be coming out shortly for uh, the Lieutenant Governor, uh, was present at the Hagatnia Naval Veterans Memorial Cemetery, uh, and we'd like to thank our good friends over at Autospot for donating paint. Uh, so we can also prepare that cemetery for Memorial Day. We're going to be painting um, the headstones, and we're doing some other landscaping improvements in preparation for that. And the Boy Scouts of America also will be uh, volunteering and assisting us, uh, courtesy of uh, former senatorial candidate Miss Sandra Seau, uh who's organizing that piece for us. Okay. Yeah, right, uh, yeah Joanne, I see you have your hand, but I, I have I have one more question before I open it because we have about three minutes for the top of the hour of CBS News. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. I, I, could you call back after the CBS News so we can continue the the talk? No problem. No okay. problem. That right. give me a chance to get something to eat real fast. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, let me ask you this question before we, we take a break, and sure, if we can sure, get sure. to Johnny's question, we will. Uh, the inspection that was done in 20, 2018, because I said I would ask this question, if somebody was walking into the, the Guam Veterans Affairs Office down at Assen and asked you to see that inspection in writing, could they see that report? Sure, of course. Brian Miranda has a copy of it. Uh, okay. That, I, I asked the question, you answered it. Johnny, you, you got your question? No, Johnny, I just, do you want a copy of it? Come down to the office tomorrow and I'll give you a copy. Hey, brother, you know, I stop by there every week, a day or two days before we go on a show. And I went to the cemetery. I do this every week. And uh, I stop at the cemetery. I look around. I'm nobody to critique anything, but I'll tell you what. The place is lovely. It's very nice and very becoming. 
then I stopped by. Thank you. By. We're doing the best we can with what little we got. And, and listen, congratulations. Band-Aids and shoestrings. Congratulations on fixing up the VA office itself. Lillian and oh, Lucy yeah. and Have the girls. Have you been there upstairs and downstairs? I was there. Every time I go there, you're never there. You're at a special meeting. I don't know what kind of meeting you're at, you know, some kind of meeting. But yeah, I saw meeting. your office, and I want to say that the girls did a great job for you. I know you didn't do it. They did. And your <laughs> guest room, you have a little... i the brains of the outfit, dude. I just right. say, well, yeah, that looks nice. Go do that. <laughs> You're a leader. You're definitely a leader. But the place looks nice. Downstairs. Yeah, I got to hand it to them. Lillian, uh, Tanya, and Lucy. Yes, great Tanya, time. Lucy, Lillian, and all the lovely ladies down there. And, um, of course, that's why I bring donuts to them. You know? Of course. You, get, you, know, you got the donuts, right? But yes, the place looks good. And I went also, I went up to Seabock. Uh, and the relationship between you guys and them is becoming soothing, and you're, you're working together very well, and all it takes is communication. When people got yeah, something to say. Yeah, one of the things say, that will help us strengthen that is uh, as soon as we can get some face-to-face time, even with the season office, mm-hmm. I think things will be a little bit uh, better, you know, because um, that, that's what I really want to do is uh, have some face time with them and connect the dots and make sure that we're walking hand-in-hand lockstep. All right, Tim. Uh, we we're gonna have to go ahead and wrap this up for now. Uh, All right. We look forward I'll to you calling back. back. I, looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, and with Thanks. that, uh, I, towards the end of this, I also have the uh, thing that came out. I think it was in the PDN. No, I'm sorry, it was in the Post uh, about the cleanup down there on in the Veterans Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll cover that with, after after the CBS News. So this is Vet Talk on News Talk K57. We'll be back after the CBS News. Hagatya Guam is News Talk K57. Brain Food. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. Quenching the thirst for knowledge. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. The views expressed on this show belong to the show host, guests, and callers and do not represent Sorensen Media Group in any way, shape, or form. This show serves in the public's interest and SMG reserves the right to maintain control of the show as to keep within the guidelines of the FCC. If you have any comments or complaints, you can contact SMG. At SMG, we strive to present the best product we can. We value your opinion, and we thank you so much for listening and tuning in to News Talk K57. Brain Food. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57.
Welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson, a member of the VFW. Johnny A. Titano, a two-line, military order, Purple Heart. You said that backwards. You messed me up there. <laughs> 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 Taking care of us in the booth, we have Isaiah Uggen. Good evening, gentlemen. See, I got it right that time, Isaiah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, before the break, we were talking with uh, the director of the Guam Veterans Affairs Office, uh, Mr. Tim Uggen. Uh, so we're going to wait for him to call back. Until then, I'm going to read something that was in the newspaper back on April uh, April, uh, this says April 7th. I'm sorry. They had the month and day backwards on me. Uh, this concerns the, the actual upkeep of the cemetery. Uh, the Guam's Veterans Cemetery will be cleaning flowers and other decorative items on grave sites on Saturday. And actually, when Tim calls back in, I'll ask him if that's every Saturday or uh, the certain Saturday of the month, but uh, uh, this cleanup effort is necessary to ensure that the cemetery meets federal regulations according uh, 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 meets federal regulations. All right. It is the goal to preserve the dignity, beauty, and serenity of these hollow grounds at the Guam Veterans Cemetery. We ask your assistance in reaching and maintaining these goals by adhering to the uh, floral regulations set forth Okay, the Guam uh, Veterans Cemetery hours of operations are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, the walk-in gates are no longer open 24 hours until further notice. <clears throat> right, and the rules and regulations, uh, fresh cut and artificial flowers and wreaths uh, may be placed on the graves and crypts at any time. They will be removed as soon as they become wilted, faded, or unsightly. Uh, all floral items will be removed when typhoon conditions have been declared. Right. Glass or ceramic vases or flower pots are prohibited. These include candles enclosed in glass, even if the glass is has a religious belief. Uh, fresh cut or artificial flowers in glass or ceramic containers will immediately be removed by cemetery personnel. Uh, this is a matter of safety for you and your loved ones, especially children. And finally, let's see, permanent painting, statues, visual lights, and glass or other type of commemorative items, including toys, balloons, photos, or any similar articles are not to be placed or attached to crypts, crypt ledges, or spaces above and below the crypts. Food, fruit, beer, soda, and similar items are not to be placed on the crypts and graves. They will be immediately disposed of. Right. Personal maintenance of grave sites such as cutting grass, putting sand and gravel on graves, or on outlaying, outline of graves, trenching around the graves, and head markers and painting of the crypt covers and markers are prohibited. Uh, please dispose of all trash in the appropriate receptacles and not on the ground. Or behind the crypts, so I think that was a, a good news release that went out. At, and it's all common sense, Sean. It, it, it really is. Sense. Let's keep uh, preserve the dignity of, of you know. Of the there's place. There, there's other ceremonies that can happen to uh, to do that. Uh, and since this is a federal uh, veteran cemetery, well, I can't really say federal because it's under Gov Guam, but it's a yeah. it's a government uh, cemetery. 
uh, and there are certain rules and uh, the director is trying to do his best to ensure that those rules are being followed uh, that way we can get those that grant money that he's on be trying to get by or put in for by july 1st years past you go by there you see coke cans beer cans right and wilted well even the even the plastic flowers become wilted and sun sun right and, and that's why in, in the that release that came out it says once they become unsightly uh you know fresh flowers only last for so long exactly uh and they they need to be removed uh so with that um again if you want to call in be part of our show our phone number is four seven seven five seven five seven johnny what do you have what do i have uh, i don't know you have anything no other than that uh salute to uh Celine Sanchez. Okay. Yeah. I thought you might have some I other news that you I, wanted to put out. I came on with expecting a stack of papers from Tom again, you know. Oh, you didn't get any paperwork? No. no okay. I got, I got it from last week, but we weren't here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened last week. I don't either. Anyway, um, all right, uh, just this is another news article that came out. Uh, 2020 point in time count for homeless uh, shows decrease. Uh, and I will get back to that because we have a phone call. So I'll, we'll, we'll yes. go ahead and go to the phone call. Uh, Mariana, welcome to Vet Talk. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm, I'm okay. I'm a 30, uh, 84 years old guy, and uh, I'm still okay. Hey, I want to ask uh, this cemetery in Nagana near uh, Wadipalomu uh, Park. Is uh, that the one is Catholic or whatever? No, there's there's two there's two veteran cemeteries. There's the one down in PD, which is the big one. Then there's the one that's right next to the auto spot. Yeah, yeah, the, the auto auto spot they always clean because I I, I was there for many years mm-hmm. in the Party Palomo, and I always see that it's clean. But what I want is to know if it's Catholic. It's a military veterans cemetery. It doesn't matter whether what that religion is. It doesn't is. matter what religion you are. We've got uh, the people yeah. buried there are come from different walks of life, different religious beliefs, and from Diff- different ethnic backgrounds. And different countries as well. Yeah, as well. There, there's yeah. some Germans that are buried there as yes, well. Yes, there are. There's about Because, 18. you know, this Mariano is, uh, 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 what do you call this, uh, uh, Night of Columbus, right? and mm-hmm. uh, I'm fourth degree. And uh, I, we clean that areas. We help to clean that areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate that. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thank you, Mariano. You have a good night. Yes. Uh, that's nice. I mean, yes, uh, Auto Spot does do a lot of the cleaning of that cemetery that's next to them. They, mm-hmm. they cut the grass quite a bit. There's also some other groups that uh, help clean that up. Uh, I think the... Uh, there's a group from the Air Force that goes down there and cleans it up sometimes as well. Yeah. Uh, I know there's some VFW guys that are helping out the cemeteries as well. Well, lately what I've been watching, and like, uh, I'm glad to ha- and happy to hear that Department of Labor's uh, sent over four people that are working with uh, the veterans' office down, down there. And to me, the place looks nice. It, it's, it's looking really sparkling. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll get back to this news article that I was going to say before Mariana called in. Uh, 2020 point in time uh, count for homeless vet- veterans, or I'm sorry, homeless shows decrease. Uh, they did this count back in January. Uh, see, 
The final 2020 Guam homeless point in time count shows a decrease. The uh, count was held on January 21st, 2020. Uh, let's see, final data report shows there were a total of 682 unsheltered homeless persons whose primary nighttime residence was a public or private place. Uh, let's see, there were a total of 108 living in uh, emergency shelters. Uh, when compared to 2019, uh, it showed a 9.7 decrease. So 2020, there were 790. 2019, there was 875 total. And out of that, how, how many military how or ex-vets or anything like that? And I don't think there's that significant uh, amount, you know. See, subpopulations are also identified, including veterans, chronic homeless families, and individuals. Uh, but I do not see an actual number for for the veterans on on this. That was on the last one. census taken, right? No, this was just the count of homeless. Oh, uh, it had nothing to do with the census itself because it's the numbers from twenty nineteen January twenty nineteen to January twenty twenty. Okay, okay. Uh, it's just a, a snapshot, basically, of how many homeless are here right now. Why do they? Why do they do it if they don't? Uh, you know, like uh, say there's thirty nine military, thirty nine from Chuk, or thirty nine from Korea, or thirty nine from leftover from the airport. Uh, or something. Maybe they didn't want to identify okay. that way. Why? I I can't answer that question. How are you going to know what you're working with? If you know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Uh, thanks, Johnny. I appreciate yeah, that. It's no yeah. problem. No problem. Right. I'm just a simple man, man. You know, like I'm. <laughs> I'm like uh, Mariano, man. You know, me and Mariano are the same. Tell you what, I, I, Mariano has some great insight. He's he's got a lot of history, and I, this is second, third time he's called into the show, and he always adds a little bit more history into to what we're talking about. He's he's great. I've known Mariano for fifty years, and we fish together a lot. So. I, I, Birds of a feather stick together or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go to uh, uh, Tom's favorite part of the show. Uh, this is uh, the Office of the Inspector General news releases. Uh, see, HealthNet Federal Services pays over $97 million for the over, uh, overstated billing to the VA. All right. Uh, HealthNet. Federal services paid $97.237 million, almost 97.3. Uh, see, HealthNet entered a $5.05 billion contract with the VA under the Patient-Centered Community Care Program, which offered private health care to veterans when the VA facilities could not do so in a timely manner. Um, uh, there Okay. The Office of the Inspector General audited HealthNet and found evidence suggesting that the company had billed the VA for duplicate claims amounting to approximately $30 million and failed to reduce the uh, billings to the VA for approximately $1 million in provider rate savings as contractually required. <clears throat> the ensuing investigation confirmed the conduct and health care uh, confirmed the conduct 
and healthcare net ultimately repaid the $93.7 million in overpayments, as well as $3.5 million in interest. Uh, this one, this is one that, that came from last week. Uh -huh. right. Postal employee pleads guilty to theft of mail. All right. So as a lot of people know, VA sends their prescriptions out via mail. Yes. All right. This is no different than in the States. This is in Pennsylvania. Uh, these uh, boxes contained uh, opioids. Mm -hmm. uh, they drugs. Were, right, drugs. Drugs. The packages were attempted to be delivered. Uh, there was nobody there to sign for them, so they took them back to the post office. Mm -hmm. This individual would come back in after her postal run and see the boxes there, load them onto a truck, and go out. Like she's going to deliver. And kept them. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't have authorizations to, to deliver those boxes. Yeah. Uh, I think there there was a pretty good fine on this one. See, it hasn't she hasn't been um, sentenced on this yet, but facing a maximum of 15 years uh, and a $750,000 fine. Sean, is that the aircon controller? Yeah, you code. I'm freezing my butt off over here. There you go. There Let's, we go. We, Thank you. It's the kind over here, shiver. Wow. No, no, man, it's I, cool. Uh, this is out of New York. Bronx man charged with offering a bribe to government officials. I haven't even read this one yet. Uh, Mohammed Abdin, 30, New York City, has been charged with by complaint with offering a bribe to a public official. Uh, the complaint filed against him alleges that in 20, 20, September 2020, he offered a bribe to a contracting officer with the Veterans Administration in Syracuse. Um, allegedly offered to share profits with the VA contracting officer in exchange for her award, awarding VA contracts to him for personal protective equipment. I don't know how many times we've, re we've reported on the, the PPE scams that were going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, let's see. The charges uh, filed against him carry a maximum sentence of 15 years in prison and a fine up to a quarter million dollars. And a term of uh, three years supervised released. Mm -mm -mm. You sure you don't have any news over there? No, no, no. But I was thinking about what's been going on locally. Yeah. Here on our island that, that I've been catching wind of. Is all these complaints about ancestral lands that are being taken up and all this. And they're finding bones from this and bones from that. And I, I say, what? Why the why the big hustle about that? Because look at what they're doing with the people today. Mm -hmm. Box them up, put them in a pile, put them in a set, and then and then cremate them. And if you want to symbolize it with some memorial service or something, fine. And then give the put the remain do with the remains what you want to do, because that's what they're doing to the local people now. Well, they have to identify that's, them first. How are you going to identify somebody that ain't got no no face, no nothing? Other than There's the a little thing called they, DNA. Oh, come on now. Come on. If that's the case, why don't you dig up my grandma and, and, then, and then go over there and say, hey, 
We already know what she was like. We know what a beautiful lady she was. Mm -hmm. We know all about her. We don't need all this hoy hoy about this. This is this is this is a uh, the new deal now. We're getting a new base, getting new people, new faces, and of course, you want to lot that off a little bit. Then go ahead, lot it off, and symbolize it with whatever memorialization you want to do with it. But they're making such a big thing about it, all this stuff. And the and the funny thing about it is, as they clear, and they're doing this work up at Anderson, they're making a big hoopla about they got so much property. Well, it takes a lot. It's been sitting there for. You're moving the Marine years. Division into here. Exactly, and and we're trying to accommodate them in the most modern way we can. And these are our own boys and girls that are coming in there mm -hmm. to be part of it. I I just don't, I just don't get it. You know, it really blows my mind and it makes me confused. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's going on locally, you know. Yeah. And it's it's sad because they're making a, a ruckus about And as they clear this land, they go, oh, wow, look at how nice it is. You could build 100 homeless homes here. And that don't make no sense because it's yeah. going for an, a, a purpose, like you said. Right. What were you and Tom saying that uh, there was $100,000 for that? We were talking earlier for a special project. Oh, Korea, the wall around the base. That, remember uh, we, we didn't put a dollar figure to it, but we, we, well, the, we were talking was, about that, yes. Yeah, and you said what? With common sense. But he said, no, the law is, you can't, you could tell them, hey, just build a wall around it for half the price and keep half, and we're happy with everything. You know, mm -hmm. the common sense to everything is going out the window. That's... <laughs> 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 I heard somebody say that common sense isn't very common anymore. No, in Guam, you call it common sense. <laughs> the common, the toilet. You're thinking with your head and it's stuck in the toilet. Wow. You know? Okay. All right. Common uh, sense. You know, I think... Wait, we're going off the head. I don't, I don't know where you're going there, Johnny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you, you went so far off the rails, I don't even know how to get the train back onto it. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long week. It's been a long month uh, and year. All right. Uh, what do you say we take a, a a quick break? Okay, I'm up. Isaiah, you good? This is Vet Talk on News Talk K57. We'll be back after this very short break. Tim, you are here. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. No matter who you are, if you've got something to say, say it on Tony Talks. You've been a blessing on the radio for the people, at, you know, the island. I mean, everybody calls you, you know. You, you seem like the number one place to go if information needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. it, it should be, you, you should be Dr. Tony Lamarena, weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on News Talk K57. Your talk? Your station. Earl in Guam listens online and on K57 KGUM. Big shout out. Thank you. To our brave women and men at Anderson Air Force Base and Big Navy U.S. Naval Base. They are listening to us on News Talk K57 on Guam. 570 AM, K57.com, PNCGuam.com, the K57 apps. And now on 96.5 FM. You're locked on to News Talk K57. Stories of strength 
perseverance, and love. This is my story. Tune into Fox 6 and ABC 7 as we chronicle the battles of our warriors, survivors, and our caregivers, arming you with the information to prevent and fight diseases common on our island. This new season is going to be full of love, support, and motivation to keep fighting and keep surviving. Brought to you by Island Cancer Center and Simply Foods. My story is a Sorensen Media Group production. Paulie, I haven't had a chance to congratulate you on the show. It's, oh. been, uh, it's, been, it's been fun listening when I can. I'm doing it. I'm doing the right side. I just want to say that I'm very grateful for you. Mm. I feel that your show is the light and the truth. The whole energy of your program. Join me, Polly Suba, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. weekdays. Call in and tune in as we explore Guam's bright side. On your talk, your station, News Talk. K57. Vet Talk is back. Tune into Vet Talk with Tom Devlin, Sean Watson, and Johnny Atulai Titano every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Vet Talk is back Wednesday nights on News Talk K57. Interested in thoughtful discussion, hard facts, and input from experts in their field? Then please join me, Tyrone Titano, for The Data Hub every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. in studio on the K57 cams and right here on Newstalk K57. Get a glimpse of your station in studio and in action with the K57 cams. Watch us on K57.com, PNCGuam.com, Fox6Guam, and on Facebook at Newstalk K57. The K57 cams are sponsored by GVB and Guahan Insurance. Get a glimpse of your station in studio and in action with the K57 cams on Newstalk K57. Your talk, your station. Uh, thank you, Patty. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? Your That's show exactly. Really well, I'm glad that uh, then I'm so glad that it worked out for you. Did they print? I, I just wanted to call and thank you so much. Okay, so that... I'm hoping, Patty, that it won't happen. <laughs> Me too. I'm and hoping. I thank that... you so much. Well, at least if it happens again, you know where to call. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. All right, Virgie, take good okay. care. It's more than just breaking news and interviews. It's about helping people. On Mornings with Patty, right here on News Talk K57. Your talk, your station. You are here. Your talk, your station. News Talk K57. Hi, I'm Wallace the World Roberto, also known as the Mass Man with Premier Properties Management. Are you in financial trouble? I buy, sell, on and off-island houses, condos, or land. Call me at 649-5363. Call my friend, Trader Horn, Monday to Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. to buy, sell, or trade just about everything else. Trader Horn, brought to you by me, Wallace the World Roberto. Only here on News Talk K57. With every step you take. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We're right there with you. Your talk, your station. News Talk K57.
Good evening and welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson, member of the VFW. Johnny Atulai Titan on Military Order Purple Heart. And back with us... Highway to hell, you! <laughs> Tom Devlin. <laughs> and taking care of us in the booth that we have uh, Isaiah. Hi, good evening. Uh, so, uh, we didn't talk that bad about Tom while he was gone. He got lost in the studio. Yeah. Okay. Well, next time you talk bad about me, I'm getting my hearing aids checked. <laughs> so I'll be able to hear everything through the, through the wall. Uh, all right. Well, I'm actually glad you made it back because this next story that I wanted to talk about, I'm, I'm sure you have some comments on. Oh, don't, don't start. I, I'm sure you have some comments on. Uh, but anyway, if you have any comments or anything you want to talk about, uh, our phone number is 477-5757. That is 477-5757. Right. This is another one of those Office of the Inspector General reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a review of community-based outpa- outpatient clinics closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. Uh Executive summary, uh, see, I'm going to skip that because it's just doesn't have anything I want to talk about right now. <laughs> I'm so happy. All right. The Office of the Inspector General uh, conducted interviews uh, virtually with VA staff at all 140 facilities who oversaw the 100, I'm sorry, 1,031 C-Box that were operational, operational prior to the pandemic. Uh, see, they looked at uh, facility incident command systems were used to communicate contingency plans and emergency measures. Safety of face-to-face care was evaluated. Sites of care were consolidated and staff were reassigned. Staff was reassigned. Did the guys from RCBOC here get reassigned or are they still here? It's a question. All right, the survey revealed that 173 C-Box were closed to face-to-face visits due to COVID on or after February 1st, 2020. Uh, the OIG organized reasons for the closure to, uh, into categories including safety of patients and staff due to community spread, need for consolidation for resources to support larger C-Box facilities, lack of staff or personnel, uh, personal protective equipment, you know, we can go back to the one we were talking about earlier, all those scams on the PPE. I don't know how many yeah, times we've yeah, covered yeah. that. Uh, small size of C-Box or proximity to other C-Box facilities. Well, Where, where's C-box. our closest C-Box if we, if we have this one closed? There is none. Exactly. There Hawaii. None. Right. But, but the situation is they're still under COVID uh, yeah. rules and regulations. Anyway, but... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that right here because we we have a phone call and I want to get to that, but I want to get uh, your take on the status of healthcare from the C box since it's been closed here on Guam, Tom. Okay, you want to take is it the phone call? <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's gonna avoid that question altogether. I'm ready for it. All right, uh, we'll ready. go ahead and go to the phone lines. Uh, we have the director of the Guam Veterans Affairs Office, uh, Tim Ogden. Welcome back, Tim. How you doing? Thanks, guys. I appreciate the break. It was, uh, you know, fast dinner. Yeah, fast dinner. 40 minutes. I can cook dinner in that time. Wow. Shit, invite me over. (laughs) Both of us. All of us. Hey, all right. Uh, I'm just messing with you, Tim. Um, All right. 
And while uh, while you were eating, I went ahead and covered the rules and regulations for bringing flowers and leaving stuff at the grave sites. Uh, that was actually in the paper back on April seventh. Okay. Uh, I th- just thought I'd let you know that we covered that while you were. Not oh, with that's us great! On the thank line. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Actually, I want to thank the general public and the families of uh, the loved ones that are lost and are buried there. Uh, everyone has been very cooperative and compliant with uh, the the rules and the regulations that have always been in place, but uh, now being enforced. Uh, and it, it's helping us beautify and uh, respect the, the the cemetery and those that are laid to rest there. Okay, um, I, I I did have a question when I was reading this because uh, sure. this came out April seventh. And it said that it was going to be done on the Saturday. I'm, I'm assuming that was the Saturday following the, the April 7th, which would have yes, been, I so, think, the 9th. Uh, we have yeah. scheduled it for every 10th of the month uh, to clear so the guys can actually uh, get to all the, the crypts and the and the plots and the columbariums uh, without obstruction. And you said every 10th of the month? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure I heard that right. 10th of the month. Okay. Um I know that the release said that uh, glass ceramic va- uh, vases and flower pots are prohibited. Uh, if they're bringing flowers up there, they need to be in a plastic pot? Yes. Uh, or, in, in some type of uh, vase or vase uh, or some type of receptacle that's disposable um, so that, you know, uh, it's nothing of value, uh, nothing that's going to break, that's going to cause, will be a safety concern right. uh, due to high winds or maybe water blasting or whatnot, or maybe falling from above down and cracking on the, on the concrete. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's part of the, the guidelines nationwide for all the national and state cemeteries. So we're just adhering to the policy. Okay. And it also stated that uh, everything will be removed once typhoon conditions are are announced uh, is it, it, would that Eminent, be yeah. yeah it, so basically uh a t core two is when you do that or t core th- actually uh through my experience being at uh being the former homeland security advisor when we go to p core three we're going to start locking down okay i i just thought we'd ask that question to make sure that everybody is clear on that yes sir because I know we do have a storm brewing south of us right now, and nobody knows what it's really going to do yet. Mm, yeah, that, I, that's. I think it's going to do a circle probably. right around this complete circle. But anyway, it better not be. <laughs> They're going to be mad in hell. Yeah, you're mad anyway. Anyway, uh, Director Ugin, <laughs> uh, is there anything uh, specific that you wanted to bring out and or put out there that we haven't talked about? Uh, not really, just that uh, in the coming weeks we'll start to get a little bit aggressive behind Reefs Across America. Uh, we have a meeting this Friday uh, to go over uh, our media campaign and our fundraising uh, campaign mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to start pushing out uh, towards the public uh, and for the family members that have uh, loved ones that are buried there. Uh, one of the things is that uh, we're going to Basically, we're planning to kick off a full campaign uh, Memorial Day weekend uh, with the fundraising efforts uh, with the various organizations and sponsorships by uh, private companies and, and whatnot. And 
uh, we're going to be actively in the community giving the uh, the event awareness, uh, which is December 18th. The time right now is scheduled for 12 noon, uh, but that all depends on the volume of reefs that we're going to receive from uh, reefs across America, depending on how many containers it's going to take for us to set up at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning uh, to get everything situated. So uh, we'll, we'll just play that by ear, but the date is set at December 18th. So, uh, and once, what was the question I had? Uh, so you don't have a, a, a an avenue for people to donate donate money yet. You're going to announce that on Memorial Day. No, we've already uh, sent that out to the public. But we're going. But I what I meant was we're going to be a little bit more aggressive on the awareness <clears throat> of the promotion and the event that's taking place. Right. But everybody, uh, well, we have and we're working with the administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of course, I want to uh, put a shout out to the governor and the Senate governor for assisting us and and supporting us with this event that we're going to have. So we're working with uh, the Director of Communications, Chris Tupaco, uh, and Logan Rages, who's in charge of the social media. And we're also working with uh, PBS, uh, Ina Carrillo, okay. uh, to help us get the word out. And then, if, you know, as education goes out, then, then people will have more awareness. And uh, I'm, I also uh, put in there that we're going to uh, do some advertising on K-57. Okay. Uh, if somebody has a donation, where would they drop that off, or how would they do the donation? Uh, it's on the Guam website, but you can go to the uh, Reefs Across America website uh, and click and search for Guam, Guam Veterans Cemetery, and it'll take you straight to our site, and everything okay. else is plug and play. You can just follow the menu, uh, select the cemetery, uh, and then you can uh, purchase the wreaths, which are $15 a piece. Uh, if you're a nonprofit organization within the veteran community uh, and you've registered as that, uh, then you become part of the fundraising efforts. For every reef that's purchased at $15, your veteran organization gets $5 back. So that's to help uh, sustain and maintain and help the nonprofit veteran organizations grow uh, their membership okay. and uh, whatever mission that they have. Okay, I think Tom has something for you. Tim, uh, as you know, I'm on the second floor in the legislature. And we okay. Have, we have 15 senators. My question from myself to you is I'm curious. Yeah. How many of the current elected senators, the current 15 senators, have called you or someone in your office and asked how can they help? How can, what can they do to help the office in the cemetery? Three. <laughs> really? Would you like to give their names? Vice Speaker Tina Unia Barnes, Peter Talahi, and Tony Adda. Okay, that's that was my question, short and sweet and to the point. I appreciate uh, the honest answer. Okay. I'd like to ask if uh, can people make donations and uh, put them on. Uh, some kind of a write down at the vet at the vet's office. Like if I wanted to walk in and pay for two wreaths, could I do that at the vet's office without going? Because I'm not too uh, 
good yeah, or we're, something. Yeah, we, we, we're not at liberty to accept any monetary donations at our office. We will uh, gladly sit down with you and, and get on the website, and <laughs> we can use your credit card, uh, Mr. Johnny Atulai, uh, for me. your, uh, <laughs> what was it? You you volunteered five hundred dollars. Was that uh, so, for so this event, or was that for another event? I, re I represent Military Order Purple Heart on an extended on an extended leash. But the thing of it is, we would like to make a donation. But if we don't have to go through all this uh, computer stuff, you know, we could just go down. Actually, Anya, who who you know very well, mm -hmm. will be more than happy to sit you down over coffee and donuts and put that donation in the system for you. Thank you very much for your special assistance. <laughs> well, Johnny, you need special assistance. <laughs> I don't know why Tom's, la Tom's laughing at that. He can't even operate a kiosk. Why are you picking on me? It's, it's his turn. Because you were gone. You were in, you were MIA for thirty minutes. Yes. You missed me. No. Oh, okay. uh, you guys, you you were some. <laughs> anyway, we have the director of the Guam Veterans Affairs yes. Office on the line. So. Stop fighting, you three. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. Uh, the um, Let's go back to the grant. That deadline is 1 July. Yes, sir. For the National Cemetery uh, Administration grant, the mm -hmm. deadline based on the notif notification of funding opportunity is July 1st. Right. And how much money do you think that grant would be for? Is there already a set amount that you're asking for, or if you're approved, you get a set amount? So right now, uh, it's all uh, dependent on whether or not we are going to receive the, the 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 property adjacent to us, which is owned by Guam Ancestral Land Use Commission. Mm -hmm. uh, if we are unable to secure that uh, and include that as part of the expansion, then the current footprint uh, that we are at uh, is where we're going to do um, we're going to have to so we have like three plans that we're uh, working on uh, of course the big scale one got shot down because we're unable to secure the property owned by the Navy because it hasn't been returned yet mm -hmm. um, so that just uh, kind of put a damper on our on our, our vision but that's something that we can the governor had mentioned that we can work on that over the next couple of years, uh, depending on the timeline from uh, Department of Defense. Um, but all things being said, there are still a lot of approvals that need to be made within the footprint of the cemetery that we could expand on. Uh, for example, tearing down the leaning tower of crypts, uh, the two that are there, and uh, restructure how they're gonna be put up and we can actually can fit more if we line them up a different way, and then also tearing down uh, that hill uh, for the meditation reflection hill that's right next to the administration building, we can flatten that and then add more either columbariums or, or um, uh, crypts, right? So that would that buy us some time uh, in order for us to, to uh, hopefully uh, get that property from uh, the Department of Defense on that excess land right above us, up on the hill. Tim, were you invited to go see the Admiral tomorrow night with the rest of these associations? 
Yes, sir. Are you going to be there? Unfortunately, I have a prior commitment. Uh, I really would have loved to be up there. Uh, I've met and talked and uh, uh, conversed with uh, Admiral Maloney, and I know that he's leaving, uh, which is why he's going to be our featured speaker, uh, uh, keynote speaker for Memorial Day. Oh, very good. Uh, okay. You know, so I really thank him for his service. Uh, I'm glad that he was here. Too bad we can't extend him because he's a great guy, awesome leader. Uh, yes, and I know that he works well with the administration and the governor. He has a strong relationship with her. Uh, so it's going to be sad to see him go there. You know, very rarely we get great leaders that come through our way. And we just, you know, they're here for two, three years and then they're gone. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. He's been, he's been a great leader uh, for Joint Region. And the communication between him and the civilian population has been very good. Outstanding. Yeah. But uh, going back to the question I asked you, uh, I, I was still wanting to look, see what kind of dollar amount we're looking at getting from this grant if it's approved. Well, see, that's like I said, uh, Sean, um, if we're going to use the existing footprint, that's not going to be more than $4 million. Okay. Uh, because we're limited on, on, on the, the ground space. Mm -hmm. uh, and and what we can do, right? Mm -hmm. So that that would be like maybe less than four four million dollars. It's not going to be much because this, we're limited on what we can do. But if we get that uh, piece of property from uh, ancestral lands, then we're talking upwards of maybe five six million dollars, possibly even eight, depending on the size of that uh, parcel of land. Okay, okay, that 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 answers my question. Uh, go ahead, Tom. Uh, Tim, I have a question. Sure. Uh, the government of Guam is getting roughly, uh, what's it, six hundred million dollars? Yes. Because yes, sir. COVID package, my term, and uh, th roughly three hundred million, roughly, is going to go for a new hospital. Have you heard through the grapevine is any money being allocated to the local Veterans Affairs office and/or cemetery from that, from the uh, the remaining three hundred million dollars? For argument's sake. That's a very good question, Tom. Actually, uh, we had a cabinet meeting maybe a week ago. Uh, the governor announced that uh, you know each agency is supposed to put in a revised supplemental budget uh, to make use of the uh, ARP uh, funding provided by President Biden. And tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, we will be submitting our supplemental budget uh, to increase our staffing pattern, to uh, purchase equipment desperately needed, uh, and to purchase uh, other uh, tools uh, that we need in order to operate. So yes, the answer is yes, we're going to get some money and hopefully we get the full amount that we're asking for. Uh, what are you asking for? Can yeah, I? that was my question. I'm yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm, looking, looking, I'm reading their, their faces. We're, we're all looking at each other going, is he going to give us a figure? Is he going to give us a figure? Uh, it's less than $3 million. Okay. Well, I know that you had originally had asked for a, a budget of just over two million, and I'm not budging from that number. That's why I said less than three million. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we we understand that. We understand. Uh, all right. And I want to I, I want to ask one more question about the grant <laughs> for the cemetery. And these guys okay. are 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 giving me the evil eye in here. I don't know if you're watching on TV or not, but they're if looks could kill, I'd be dead right now. No, you. Oh man. Uh, no. All right. You said that uh, from the inspection from 2028, 
you were 95% uh, got the things fixed. The other 5%, uh, I'd like to know what, that's a two-part question. <laughs> I'd like to know what you think the time frame is to get that completed. And when it's it once it's completed, does it have to be inspected again, or would that infect, uh, would that impair you getting the grant or putting in for the grant on one July? Okay, so that's like maybe five part questions. So the answer <laughs> that's is basically two. Uh, <laughs> we anticipate that that five percent will be completed before the July first deadline. Uh, okay. Number two, uh, we've already spoken to uh, NCA and our compliance officer. And we're basically, we're green, so we have the green light to apply for the grant. Uh, I don't see any obstructions moving forward on us applying for the grant. So uh, I just gotta hand it to the staff out there. Uh, Of course, I I always have to mention Lucy, Lillian, and Tanya for helping out, and the boys that are working out there in the cemetery for, and all the veteran organizations that have come and volunteered and donated uh, their time and their service, uh, and also equipment and paint uh, to help us get there. I mean, without their help, uh, we we probably be still at maybe fifty or sixty percent. It's looking good, though, t- Tim. I got I got to applaud I you have guys. To say that I, you know, I was there uh, this morning uh, I, and yesterday. Uh, I have to say that I, I don't think I've ever seen a cemetery look like that before. Yes. Very exceptional. Okay. Tom, do you have another question? Uh, no. Um, I'm just curious uh, about how much money the local Veterans Affairs Office will get out of that remaining $300 million. I hope it's closer than $3 million. You and I both, Tom, I'm crossing my fingers and my toes. Let's see what happens. And, you know, eventually, um, this is just my comment. You told me. Out of 15 senators, only three have, a, you know, called you, approached you, whatever. I would say I'm disappointed in the rest of them. Not even well, to make okay. a phone call. Let, let's, and, let's clarify that. Now, if we're going to go all the way back to when I first started in July of last year, there were a couple other senators. Uh, but if you're studying? asking me for recent, like during the time that we started this uh Corrective action plan to improve and fix the deficiencies I, I, based on the 2018. Hey, Tim, I, I think, uh, I, oh, think uh, I think the I actual mention, question. I have to mention, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Senator Joe San Augustine has also been blowing up my phone. Okay. Yeah, what I was going to say is I think what Tom actually meant is of the 15, even if they were in the prior administration, have talked to you since you've been in office. So, well, that's about right. Just four. Just the four? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was glad to hear that it was actually the chairman and vice chairman of Veterans Affairs for uh, the Veterans Affairs Committee, or Veterans Committee, uh, who is oh, P- yeah. Pito and uh, uh, Tony Ada. Yeah. Okay. So I know that Joe Snogestine and, and uh, Vice Speaker Tina Barnes, every time we meet, uh, and they message me every now and then what they can do to help. So uh, I appreciate all their support. Well, I'll stand and by I, my I, statement. I've been working I'm, with uh, and talking to Joe and Augustine about the budget. I'm still uh, disappointed. Been very helpful. In the other ones that haven't contacted you. Yeah. But that's me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
I serve at the pleasure, Tom. Uh, I'm not hiding anywhere. I'm no, located and, in that yeah. And as, as we all know, the 15th Senate is serving our pleasure every two years. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and maybe the veterans won't forget. Okay, again, this is the director for Guam Veterans Affairs Office, uh, uh, Director Tim Ogden. Tim, I'm going to give you a, a couple, uh, a 20 to 30 seconds for last comment. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Johnny, I'm going to enjoy those donuts tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but I want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to be on the show. I think you guys are doing a great job for spreading the awareness on uh, what the veterans need on Guam and uh, spreading the, uh, the news about events and things that are coming up for organizations within the veteran community. And I also want to thank all the uh, veteran organizations out there that uh, are supporting the Veterans Commission under the leadership of Joe Sinog Jose San Augustine mm. uh, and Roro and uh, Dan Mignola. Uh, I think they're doing a great job. And uh, and then, of course, right. uh, 20 the, to 30 employees, seconds. The, the employees of, of Guam Veterans Affairs. They're hardworking. Uh, they're always busting my chops, making sure that uh, I'm there right, to Tim. acknowledge or, or get their support on things that Tim. need to take action. Yes. Tim, Tim I, I have to let you go, man. Oh, man. All right, I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> this has been Vet Talk on News Talk K57. We'll see you next week. AM KGUM Hagati Guam is News Talk K57.